When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Make believe is not pretend. We might be but we're on demand. It never starts, it never ends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Hey there. And welcome to a special presentation of a very special episode in the Movie Club canon, because this is the first episode of Movie Club. This was the first one, the movie body double that is featured is the movie that prompted Movie Club, because I showed it to Katya, and after that I thought, wait a second, this is what we should do for the higher tier. We should do a Movie Club, and we were thrilled, as you will be when you hear it now. Why am I putting this up now? For a couple of reasons, because movie clubs are now going to be part of the regular Craig and Friends feed. In the regular feed that you're listening to now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Chatterbox, uh, Wing Ding Dango, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, that's what they're going to be. Also, there's going to be full video movie clubs coming up soon, including Liquid Sky, which features Anne Carlyle, the co-star and co-writer of the film, let's say star and co-writer of the film, and our pal James St. James and a lot more, including the very long and very thick and very girthy Hedvig and the Angry Inch Movie Club featuring John Cameron Mitchell, Stephen Trask, Frankie DeMarco, and Mike Potter, plus many more. But anyway, to get back what we're talking about here, this was the first episode of Movie Club. This is the first time this has been released to the general public, and it's in honor of the midnight screening that I am going to tonight at the New Beverly. Yes, the New Beverly. So anyone still playing the drinking game, have at it. Because the New Beverly, as you know, probably, probably by now, is my favorite cinema. Probably one of my favorite places on Earth. And I've never seen this movie on the big screen. So finally, at long last, I get to see it in the perfect setting at midnight at the New Beverly. So in honor of that, in honor of the movie clubs coming to the regular feed, here is Body Double. And again, the Patreon page is patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Go there now to get in on the action for future movie clubs because you can add comments and questions to movie clubs before they tape. Also, you'll get access to the films. How that happens? It's a mystery. Why get into it now? But also, check out the new lower price tiers and the new features of the Craig and Friends Patreon. You could be a pal, you could be a friend, you could be a friend with benefits, or you could be a best friend. And the prices are now one, three, five, and ten dollars. And what you'll get included in all of that, depending on the tier, are multiple bonus episodes a month from me talking about life, love, and all the other things that go on in the world, including the news, kind of like the live from lockdown episodes, without the incredible oppressive cloud of lockdown and the COVID pandemic, as it were, or the Pavarotti, as we like to call it sometimes, or the bus strike, clouding proceedings. So there's those, and then also intimate chats with Ada and I about being two queer poly lovers who are also happening to be parents. So now, without any further ado, because there's been plenty of ado, but much deserved ado, let's get into my chat from way back with Katya about the Brian De Palma masterpiece starring Melanie Griffith, Craig Wasson, and Greg Henry, known as Body Double. 
Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Katya and Craig's Movie, Movie Club. Club. Movie Club. A club where we watch movies and you can watch them too and we can discuss all the details. Details for me and you. Yeah. Details that are true. So, what a fabulous movie, right? I'm happy to see all the reaction has been so positive. People really enjoyed it. I've never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. You never watched it either. Never watched it. That's a good thing, I think. Um, but I um, I was tickled pink to learn that the director and I share something extremely wonderful in common. And what what is that? That our, both of our names are Brian. God, you're right. You know what someone pointed out? I didn't even catch this. I the first I'm, the first two names on the screen. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, I know I'm in the right place. Yeah. I know. I feel that I'm home. Because it's the first two credits are Brian De Palma and then Craig Wasson. So, oh my God, it's fascinating. Right? Oh my God! And underneath this, of course, is the fabulous theme, telescope theme. Telescope. And uh, when he sees Holly, does Hollywood for the first time, this comes on too. It's sort of a, a clue to the audience. So there's a lot of interesting twists and turns that the film took. Oh yeah, you can't find a film twistier or turnier than That's this right. one. That's right. It is so. It is so wacky. You don't. You don't know what's coming. No, you don't. You get bing bang boozled. You get a right hook. You get a jab. You get a you get a karate chop to the face, and then someone grabs your nuts and sticks them up your ass, and then kicks you out the window. That's actually very similar to the Pauline Kale review. Well, uh, Roger Hebert had plagiarized my um, oh, my right. description, and uh, that's why he and I are no longer talking. It's not because he's not, dead. No, it's not because of that. No, no, no. That's no. the obvious answer, and it's not the right answer. God, everybody goes for the obvious answer these days. It's so depressing interesting comments from the listeners which mm-hmm. we appreciate a lot of them said i just have one question what the hell just happened that's yeah the common one. totally yeah that's so, very it's yeah that's that's a good way to describe it Who, what the hell was that what what the <laughs> dakota Lisa edwards what the fuck is going on here on this day <laughs> what the fuck did i just watch who is she who does she think she is yeah how dare she how could she? And then Samantha Richlicky wrote, uh, I loved everything about that movie. I'm a sucker for a semi-pornographic musical number. Well, who uh, is it? How wild that? Is was that was so wild. It was wild and crazy kids. I guess we should start at the top of the movie. Why not? Start Why not? at the beginning and finish I'm, at the end. I'm sure we won't. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I don't know where to start with this film. And if you're listening to this, hopefully you've seen the film. Hopefully you've seen the film. If not, it's probably not going to make a whole lot of sense. And also we'll spoil a bunch of stuff yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean, we're really, gonna, yeah. don't listen to the rest of this until you see the episode. Okay, uh, we're, until you watch the movie. Watch the movie. Yeah. And um, watch it. Sit down. Um, get some nice pipkern. Pipkern. And um, and maybe a soda. Soda or water. Or, or water. Or whatever or, you enjoy or nice refreshment. And, and then and put it on a large screen if you can. Yeah. A large screen would be better. A large screen is better. Don't watch it on your phone. But if if you have to, that's okay. That's true. If you have to, then whatever means necessary. But yeah. it's best enjoyed in a, yeah. a proper context. And if you have to watch it on your phone, I suggest taping a phone to a hel- the inside of a helmet. Oh, sort of like so a it's, bootleg VR. Yeah, so it's right there in front of your eyeballs. So you, yeah. you definitely won't get a headache that way. No, right. <laughs> right. Well, you'll get something. You might get a headache. You might get a headache. But it'll, be, it'll add to the vibe of the film. Yeah, and it also increases the listener's panache. <laughs> Long term. It also what, helps to uh, keep people away. If you've got this glowing helmet on. you got a glowing helmet on, people are not going to fuck with you. They might pickpocket you or steal your Louis Vuitton purse. That's right. So remember to put all of your money and valuables in your pants, in your crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tape them. It, gaff them up. Gaff them up. Gaff, like we've been saying. Gaff them up. Gaff it up. So um, how, where, where do we start with well, this? Well, let's talk about your experience with the movie. Okay. 
I did not know what the fuck was going on, and I was so into it. There, there are movies these days. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like um, for okay. So first of all, that man is um, the lead actor. The lead actor, Craig Wasson. Craig Wasson. I've, I've never seen him in anything else. He's only been in a few things. He's been a working actor for a long time, okay. but this is his only, I think, starring role. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about him. Would you say like, uh, I mean, he really inhabited the role of like this kind of like, not wimp is I think the wrong yeah, word. What's the word? Um, sheepish? Sheepish, uh, sheepish, shy, like um, it, frozen. Frozen. Yeah. Frozen. Unable yeah. to act. Unable to act. Yeah. That uh, uh, that I, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I, I just can't. I can't let it out. And letting the world step on him. Right. Because yeah. even at the beginning. So. You don't know what you're getting into. No. You think you're watching a vampire movie, maybe. Yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, wonderful. I love vampires. I love Ookie Spooky. I love Mist. Yeah. And I love uh, the credit sequence with the blood and in, yeah. in, in, the, in the titling. Oh, that was lovely. Wasn't that cool? That was really cool. And then you're like, cut! Look, Jake, what's the problem here, huh? <laughs> Remember, I want you to open the coffin just a beat after you open your eyes, huh? Hey, 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 get him out of here. Come on, raise the camera. Joe, give me a hand here. Something's the matter with him. That's all right, Jake. Just relax. Just relax, baby. All right, we got something going on here. Something's weird. Jake, okay, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. What's the matter? Speak to me, baby. Come on. Come on. Talk. What's the matter? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was just, I was in the coffin. I closed my eyes. I thought everything was going to be okay. I opened my eyes, and the camera was right on top of me. I don't know. I couldn't move. It's no big thing. I, I just, I just for a second there, I just, I couldn't move. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, oh. sorry. Oh, I mean, you're in. Oh no! Oh, what happened? Joe, get up there. See, put, put some water on it. Throw some water on it. Oh, this is great. That's terrific. You got it under control. Look, Jake. You know, you uh, you really look exhausted, babe. Listen, uh, why don't you uh, take a shower and go on home? And uh, we lost the sun okay, anyway. Let me try so... it one more time, please. So I can do it. I know you can. Oh yeah, but uh, hey, hey, we don't have any sun anymore, huh? <laughs> and <laughs> that... suddenly, there's a movie within a movie. Movie which within is a movie. One of my favorite things. I when love it's a movie done, in a movie, especially when it's a surprise. A surprise movie in a movie is a great thing. And Absolutely. then you get another uh, scenery, and then it's and then it's just a backdrop. That's right. Yeah. Love so that right, one. Right after he's. Uh, left what he's told to leave the set yeah whatever you're looking at something and you think that you're looking at a country vista or something yeah and it's quickly revealed that that's a backdrop funny enough country vista was actually related to pinot grigio oh that's right they, under, they had a falling out though th- didn't they, they sure did and yeah, that's yeah. okay though because hollywood we all know it's smoke and mirrors smoke and mirrors that's smoke right and you mirrors. can be falling out one minute and then uh shacking up the next yep you can have slick back hair and be a new movie producer hey absolutely if you don't if if you need to make a change in your life slick your hair back put on some leather pants that's right gray leather pants with a natty brown leather jacket, maybe yeah. a pink shirt. Try it. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking that might be my Halloween costume this year. I would love to do Melanie Griffiths. So um, let's do a let's do oh a theme thing. Oh my god, thing. that would be incredible. How amazing is Melanie Griffith in this movie? Oh, she's so good. That that I um I believe the kids would call it instantly iconic. Um <laughs> but the um the negotiation scene in the bar. Yeah. That's a woman in total control of her story. Yes. And yes, in yes. herself. The women's groups came after Brian De Palma with great force when this came out. He was accused of being a misogynist based on the treatment of women in film, Mm -hmm. which I don't think is... I don't read that here. I I don't either. No, I mean, I don't read that. The guy was accused of being a peeper and a pervert. He was reviled in the film. and then Right, the onus is on him. Yeah, absolutely. 
there's a lot of casual misogyny in films from that era mm-hmm. that wasn't reported on. Just yeah. women being treated like, like they the were garbage. Yeah, like garbage. The like staying alive is one I like to talk about a lot because there's a woman in it that John Travolta just treats like shit, and he's supposed to be the hero of the film. Mm-hmm. That that stuff's way worse for yeah. the culture in general. Not yeah. this, which is a very extreme high. It's it's surrealistic. And I love when she pops up in the from the ditch. That is great. That is hysterical. That is hysterical. Yeah, yeah and then really when she funny. falls in again. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I laugh. It's 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 funny it's funny also when she's like what the hell are we doing here because she has no memory no right right (laughs) she's so good one of those sick fucking necrophilia (laughs) corpse fuckers i know what you are yeah you're not gonna fuck me because i'm not dead yet (laughs) something like that so fucking oh my god she's great she's so good oh oh i have a question for you as a a man who enjoys the the women folks oh yeah um oh yeah oh Oh, yeah. yeah Um, whom would you prefer to sleep with? Um, the Holly Body or Gloria Ravel? Yeah, probably. If you, had, if you had to pick one, probably Holly Body. Yeah, yeah. She seems. Like I a mean, great I was team. very keen on this film for yeah. many reasons. Yeah, uh, are you keen? <laughs> yeah, a lot of terrific nudity. Yeah, there's a it. lot of. Ter- did you pop a boner first time you watched it? I'm sure I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm quite. I'm quite certain I did actually. See, there was not enough. I I think I saw a a a, a sl- uh, an inch of his butt cheek, but I could have been wrong. Oh, you might have. There was she, a little bit. Did she take down his pantaloons and um in, during the porno sequence? Yeah. That I think so, and because they had to dance around that whole thing, so I think she took his pants down. You might see like a little glimmer of it. There's not much in the way of male nudity in no, this for sure. Certainly isn't. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, so yeah, for no those, yeah, no pun, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and no bummers really, no bummers. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, no, and there's a lot of naked Melanie Griffith. It's a good time. It's a, it's a good time. How about the acting teacher? Oh, my God. He was amazing. Wasn't he incredible? Incredible. Like weirdly massaging parts massaging of him. Massaging his neck, I think, yeah. in his chest. His, his uh, larynx his as well. Lar- oh, yeah. my God. Giving him like a mild shoulder correction, pulling his yeah. hands out of his right, pockets. Right, That was uh, Creep City. I want you to cry out. <sighs> I can't. I'm a sardine. I'm supposed to... Sardines in a can are dead. They can't feel. They can't be afraid. You're not a goddamn dead sardine. Dig sound cake. Cry out. Jake. Come on, Jake. Come on, leave the guy alone. Do not interrupt this exercise. Come on, Jake. This looks like a mind fuck to me. What is your name? You're not a member of this class, are you? That's right, I'm not. I thought this was a class for acting, not humiliation. Mm. What gives you the right to fuck around with this guy's head? It's an interesting line coming from him. I think you better leave. I think that's a good idea. I'm gonna act. Come on, Jake. Class is out. So we've got the supposed friend slash savior. That's right. Swooping in to save poor, sensitive, can't act Jake from the from the no, vicious clutches. The, yeah, the the pernicious grip. Yeah. of this uh, sadistic acting coach. Yeah, who's trying to lay a mind fuck on him. Where yeah. in reality, he's trying to help him. Oh, the acting coach. The acting coach. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's trying to get that. He's trying to drop into the sardine can. Trying to cry get out. The hell out of the, cry get out. out of the can. And as he later says, you must act, which is true. And, and that's actually a theme that goes <laughs> yeah. through the whole movie. You <laughs> must act. Yeah. Agency, Craig. Yeah. Agency. You got to do something, which I think some of the questions are 
uh, we got were about what's the moral of the film. Or, and I think the moral of the film is uh, you must act because if you act, in the end, you might have a lovely porn star girlfriend. Yes. And a terrific career. And a uh, sweet leather jacket. Sweet. Some leather pants. And fucking a leather jacket. Hairdo. My only question about that outfit, which is one of my favorite outfits in any film I've ever seen, is was that belonging to Alexander Ravel? Because Alexander Ravel, of course, turns out to be the same person as Sam Bouchard, the mm-hmm. blonde pretend savior. Right. Who's uh, married to Gloria Ravel, plots her murder. And uh, we got some questions about why the drill. Why is the guy have the drill? Why is this ridiculous drill being used for such a murder well this is my theory on it okay sam bouchard aka alexander ravel sets this up to make it look like a robbery yeah so to make it look like a robbery proper there has to be uh tools for the robbery <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like an he, oversized an oversized drill, drill which you like... could be used for drilling a safe yeah, I mean, that drill looks like it would probably better served in, like, carving out a canyon. <laughs> That's like, true. Like, making a highway sure. through, a, through a mount, like a mountain underpass tunnel. That's true. But, hey, listen, whatever, we're, like, go big or go home. When also, or go big and stay home and also drill right. a woman to death. Yeah. That's right. Or stay home. And, and drill and just yeah that's yeah. stay home and drill <laughs> stay home and drill that, i think that was one t- of the alternate taglines for the film yeah stay home and drill this summer you'll want to stay <laughs> home and drill the master of suspense brian de palma wants you to stay, stay home, home and, and drill. drill yeah for those home viewers you can buy that right now at towers all night video sale yes please the drill that was used though is not that uh, dissimilar to a drill i've seen in a movie called thief which oh. is a film about safe crackers and Michael Mann, the director of that, used actual guys, one of which who was on the FBI's most wanted list. Mm. They didn't know that he was still out and around. Wait, are you serious? Yes. His technical advisors, they were just criminals. So some of the criminals actually are in the film. So Thief, maybe we'll do a movie club sometime. That's cool. It's a great movie. Uh, James Caan plays uh, an experienced uh, safe cracker. So okay. sometimes they use uh, safe drills that big. Of course, the safe in question a lot smaller. It's than... it's a very modest wall safe. And because a lot of us might think, well, wait a second, the safe is always open. But you would only know that if you lived at the house or peeped on the house from across the way. Yes, the peeper. Katie Cuthbertson wrote, uh, there was a lot of setup, but I think it was needed. Otherwise, the film wouldn't have made sense. Jake is a bit of a tosser, sure. He's... Now, what's a tosser? Tossers are like a wanker, like a okay. bit of a dickhead. Yeah. I can see that. I also see him sort of sympathetically, though, because, well, what do you think? Well, I don't. Okay, and why? I don't because I think he's a fucking wimp. Sure. No, he is. He's a fucking wimp. And I just wanted to be like, what the, shut the fuck up and get over yourself, you stupid wimp. When Get over yourself like in this scene when uh, he realizes that he's been fired. Oh, you're loving every minute of it, sweetheart. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, you're getting ready to just take a nice chunk out of it. Hands down. Good. I cut! Cut! Okay, fellas, get the water and see. I thought you said make you were going to give me the chance. Or, look, Scully, I got a picture to make here. I got 25 days to make it. I got no time to fuck around with a claustrophobic vampire who freezes every time he lies down in a coffin, right? Uh, no, then what happened? What, stage fright? I don't know what happened. It never happened before. Well, it's never going to happen again. Goodbye, Scully. I got to get back to work. Hey, right? you, you promised me another chance. Hey, I lied. Hey, big <laughs> fucking <laughs> Get out of here! Hey, hey, listen, Joe, get him out of here, will you? Yeah, I mean, I I relate to him. (laughs) I certainly relate to him very deeply, but I also like, you know, snap out of it. 
Sure. But that's just me being a dick. But that's the urging from everyone from the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, it's like, ugh. Yeah. 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 Why are you so terrified of that? I mean, you could, but I am sympathetic towards him because he clearly has this thing that's keeping him from yeah. doing. And also, he walked in on his wife, or not his wife, his oh, almost wife. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. The good old, good old. Yeah. The good old coming home, checking checking the 36 rooms of the apartment <laughs> That's right. one by one yeah, one until by one. I wonder what could be in that last room. And also he brought her home lunch from the hot dog stand. Oh, little did he know the, she was getting, she getting a hot, hot dog, dog of another flavor. <laughs> There's a great little shot to the side. A few um, listeners pointed this out. When he's at Tale of the Pup, to the right of the giant hot dog, there's a guy feeding a woman a hot dog. Shut the fuck up. Seriously, oh yeah, God. it's good. It's, it's a good time. So he walks in, and that woman is Barbara Crampton, who's fairly oh. legendary in the B-movie circuit for okay. um, films such as um, Reanimator. Oh, cool. A lot of comments about Super 80s. Yeah, indeed. I'm glad sure. everyone appreciated the recommendation. There was a funny joke here. Cal Adams, or Kel Adams, said, I wasn't aware Glenn Danzig was in the movie. I hope he got acting credits for the goth on the beach bag snatch scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That was the fun. Oh, my God. That was the funny. That disguise. Oh, God damn. Pretty amazing. Pretty cool. And I just love that elevator. The, the, I just love that elevator scene so much. Oh, at the at the mall. The mall. Uh, what is it called? The Rodeo Collection. The Rodeo Collection. That whole sequence is fantastic. It's so good. It's in, So they had to shoot that at the Rodeo Collections, which is an outdoor mall. It's still around. And you said they had to put a tarp up? They did. They tented the entire building. Jesus Christ. I wonder if they got those artist Christos and Christos. You know <laughs> the one that like wrapped up the whole friggin' Isle of Man or whatever? Maybe, maybe they got him. Maybe it was one of his earliest projects. Yeah. My other favorite thing from when he's tailing her is this. Security, please. Yes, oh, yeah. Security. Would you please come over to Bellini's? I think we have a problem. <laughs> uh, Bellini's. Come over to Bellini's. We have a panty sniffer, peeping <laughs> pervert, ogling one of my high, <laughs> my, one of my most esteemed customers, Ookies. Very special client and very special client and her vagina and breast are being ogled through the window by a peeper he's powerless he is powerless he has no control over his desire he has no control over his actions he can't do or what he's, he's drinking says. oh right and he's a booze hound too he's a booze hound and uh early in the film we see him go to barney's beanery right after he's walked in on his woman oh that's right yeah and yeah and he's um um yeah he's he a, chats with the bartender yeah what were we gonna say I was just, I just peed myself. Sorry. Oh, you know, that's why I, you had that faraway look in your eye with a slight smile. Yeah. That's what I knew. That's when I knew. Yeah. Anyway. You ain't supposed to be drinking, kid. Yeah, well, I had a bad day. And he's quivering. He's so anxious. And he's knocking him back. Knocking him back. He's like, are you a bartender or a fucking priest or something like that? Oh, that's, oh yeah, the bartender. That's a good line. So you see that he has these anger issues as well. And also when he blows up at Ruben. Because, well, this this is what happens to people when they don't actually act for themselves and they don't allow themselves agency mm-hmm. you build up this resentment and anger and, and it pops out at the craziest up. time a crack up a crack up the uh, the good old blow up then later in order to jump into the world of pornographic films he basically adopts a character yeah he's playing someone else back to the uh rodeo collection sequence though this is a really interesting little bit especially divorced of the visual See you. What time did you call? 
Never home till after seven. Yes, he hit me again. I've got to talk to someone. Today, the beach terrace motel. I'll wear something special. You'll see. Oh, you'll see. A few yes, interesting things now. in there. I'm never home until after seven, so it makes me wonder what time. I can't remember. He actually says to to Jake, uh, Sam Bouchard tells him about the... Uh, oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, I think it's in this part. Jake, I'd like you to meet my favorite neighbor. Okay. Is here? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Gets better. <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing? Just keep watching. You'll see. You want to get a little closer? You bet. Oh, my God. You focus? Uh, she's a little out of focus. Yes. 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 <laughs> Hang on. Yes. <laughs> she do this a lot? Like clockwork, every night. Oh, no, he never says the he time. He doesn't say the time. He never says the time. But anyway, the other interesting thing is, that, so Gloria is clearly seeing someone else. Yeah. And um, which could possibly be part of the whole deal that going on with her husband, Alexander Ravel. A couple questions that we got from listeners uh, were along the lines of why, uh, what's the motive for Alexander Ravel to kill his wife? But there actually is a motive. What is the motive? I think she's the one with all the money because the oh. Detective McLean later says, well, Gloria Ravel is a very wealthy woman. Oh, and right. uh, yeah, and he said typically in these cases where we would point the finger at the husband who okay. already knew that that would be the case. That's why he set up this whole elaborate hoax. When you were talking about the makeup, it is so convincing. You don't know at all that it's Sam. No. Yeah. It's so convincing. It's the good old Scooby-Doo. And even having seen the movie many times, the sequence uh, where he's trying to choke her with the telephone cable, mm-hmm. and then they both get knocked out, or he gets knocked out when they yep. fall backwards. Yep. You can tell a little it's a prosthetic, but it's so good that it's hard to really, even after seeing it many times. And and when you're watching it the first time, that's not what you're looking at. Nope. You're not analyzing it. No, you're certainly not. Nope. Another thing a few listeners pointed out is, uh, or rather asked, they said that, uh, why does Gloria ask for a green Mercedes when she has a, a beige Mercedes? This is actually what she says. It's the cream Mercedes. Cream. So let's just play that cream. again. Cream. It's the cream Mercedes. Cream. The cream Mercedes. Cream yeah. I guess Mercedes. people don't really call it that much anymore. You wouldn't say, oh, I got a new cream colored car. Cream. Ugh. <laughs> but, you know, her color palette was interesting. Everyone's color palette and this was interesting. Oh, yeah. I. She is fantastic. Deborah Shelton. She's oh, amazing. Oh, my God. So vulnerable breathy breathy and vulnerable such a stately damsel in distress you've got to come i need to talk to you i gotta talk to someone she's alone yeah she's suffering i need you and of course he's spying on her yeah yeah Alice Wood asked, uh, while the ending was sudden and a little confusing, I enjoyed this movie. The main elements had stayed with me. Are we meant to like the lead? He was so problematic, but I guess that's human, and nobody knows a person's truth and intentions but said person. 
Also, perspectives seemed a key ingredient. If an experience is real to one person but not to others, who's to say what's real and what's not real? There you go. It's true. And uh, thank you, Alice, for uh, contributing. That's a che- great comment. It is. And as is this, Chelsea Hester wrote, that was confusing and intense. I'm too high for this. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and along the same lines as the previous comment, I always find it interesting when you have a lead like Jake. You're not really rooting for him, but he's just the protagonist you're stuck with. Every decision he makes is kind of the wrong one, but somehow he still comes out on top in the end. I want to know what happens between him leaving the aqueduct and then him getting his job back. That is interesting. Yeah. But I think it's, to me, I surmise that it's like he finally acted. He finally broke out of the fog. He was able to um, strike back at Alexander Ravel. And in doing so, saved his life, saved Holly's life. And now he was his own person. He uh, He was finally a man. He became a man. He discovered the fortifying power of acting. And that last comment was from Christina Benner. Thank you. Stephanie Christensen wanted to start off by saying, the Indian looks like a wax figure of Jenny Trejo that got left out in the sun. That's a very astute observation. It is indeed. Stephanie notes that they got a real Hitchcock vibe from it, which is very clear from Vertigo and Rear Vertigo window. feels. Yes, exactly. And uh, I think a body double in and of itself triggers our voyeuristic instinct. We know it's not real, but we want it to be, so we suspend disbelief. Kind of like a Photoshop celebrity nude. Uh, oh my god that's a great analogy yeah it is and also a lot of the film is about deception and it's also about filmmaking right to the point that i think um there's almost a dig at people who think that they're above pornography when there's that sequence when holly meets the actress that's worked with jake oh my god yeah oh anyway i wanted to ask you have you heard of any roles that might be right for uh no. I have Sorry. I have a tip for you. Oh, really? Yeah, Simon Lafarge is casting his picture. You know him, right? No. No? Where are you from? Outer space? Um, <laughs> just tell him that you ran into me. Here's his number. Um, you might want to firm up a little bit before you go and see him. <laughs> oh, my God, the um, read. One more thing. The Do you shade mind of it working all. with ladies? No. I mean, oh. acting is acting, right? Right, that's right. I think that's really admirable. <laughs> myself, I can't get into it. But anyway, good luck and say hello to Simon for me. Good seeing you. Sure. Uh, thanks. Oh, by the way, what's the film about? It's good. Good. We need more comedians in our business. Good luck. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. That's the best. It's so good. God damn, she's so funny in this. She's incredible in this. Yeah, Melanie Griffith is so good. The style and outfits and everything are great. Ugh. Another question about the Indian from Stephanie. So the Indian is actually Sam, and he's hired Holly to put on a show for Jake. Why the fuck is the Indian on another roof wearing, wielding a satellite dish in the beginning? No shit. Why? Well, it, because I think, and Stephanie addresses this, don't you think Sam could have gotten Jake's attention some other way? Maybe. Oh, this is funny. Welding is super dangerous, especially when you're wearing a mesh top that would only be found in a gay bar in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, in a, in, a, in a really burdensome prosthetic mask. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's going to melt the prosthetic. Now, later when they're at the grave site, when he's trying to uh, bury them alive, he goes, you see what you did? You ruined it. And he pulls off the extra prosthetic. So the mesh is on top of a prosthetic Oh my God. chest and... The torso. Length. You get you got to give him maximum kudos for not just doing the old cop out and wearing a turtleneck. Yeah. Or like you know he went like Mrs. Doubtfire who 
<laughs> yeah, this is the original Mrs. Doubtfire. Actually, yeah. the same plot and everything. Same plot. Same plot to get the kids back. Same custody battle. Yeah. Same gay brother-in-law. Same uh, pull at the heartstrings kind of yeah. emotion. Yeah. And same humor, Robin humor. Williams. Exactly. Yeah. That's same the, actor. Also Robin Williams. Yeah. Same yeah. Brennan Staff said, I can definitely see Katya playing the role of Holly in the remake. Oh, my God. I would fucking, I would blow up a kindergarten to play this role. Oh. Well, maybe we can arrange it. If anyone out there has a kindergarten, Megan Ibanez wrote, I read a little about the reception of the film during the time it came out, and I can see why it was considered misogynist. I mean, the overexposure of tits, which I'm not complaining about, the female characters only being a plot device for the male protagonist, men seeing them as objects, etc., etc. Well, you know, to that point, I think Holly is the strongest personality in the entire oh, film. Absolutely. She knows what she wants. She knows what she does. Yeah. And um, she's got a mastery in her field. That's right. And she's got some pretty serious ground rules as well. There are some things that I like to get straight right up front so that there are no misunderstandings later on. Well, I don't blame you. I do not do animal acts. I do not do S&M or any variations of that particular bent. Um, no water sports either. I will not shave my pussy. No fist fucking and absolutely no coming in my face. I get $2,000 a day and I do not work without a contract. Well, that seems pretty fair. Amazing. That must have been shocking in a 1984 theater to see that. Yeah, I think that's probably the first time most of those people topics. would have been like, eyes bugged out, pearls clutched, purses purses grabbed and shuffled, yeah, yeah, swung around above your head, arms akimbo, legs flailing, and just bowels move, yeah, tonsils taken out. What do you think about the charge given at the time that De Palma was a misogynist director? Um, well, I don't know. Well, did you see it as a misogynist film? I didn't. I I didn't, but probably because I've seen so many other films that have like that have just. I don't know. That that are maybe casually misogynist. Yeah, and I I think like like you said, I just feel like her Melanie Griffith's character is a game changer yeah. in that sense at, at the, at the in the second half is like every, everything changed. And I was like, Oh, this is a bitch who knows what she's doing. And she's not going to put up with, and she's not going to put anything. up with anybody's tomfoolery. That's right. And she doesn't put up with his incompetence. And yeah. like, and especially in the ditch scene where she's like, I mean, that's funny. It's hilarious, especially when she's so irate that she yeah. won't get out of the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> she won't yeah. accept his hand. It's the only way to get out of the ditch. Yeah. Yeah. I also oh like God. when he first explains the whole ruse to her, even though he's telling her some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. She just basically is like, "You're a fucking weirdo." You're a fucking weirdo. I'm. She's the normal one, and I was thought it was a great. Yeah, that's like, right. It was a great normalizing view of like this is a working actress who has yeah. a sense of humor about her profession, uh, takes her job seriously, but doesn't take herself too seriously. Although has. Um, Mondo respect for herself and her safety and comfort. Yeah, and then it's and is like, also charitable to other women. Yes, she gives that woman the number for Simon Lafarge. Right, right, which right. Which is one of my favorite fake names that's ever been. Simon in the Lafarge. Film. Simon Lafarge. That's yeah. a good. One. I'd be a big fan of Simon Lafarge's films. I feel. Yeah, actually, I think that's my father-in-law. Yeah, she's like, fuck you. You're the weird. Like, she, yeah. she's the whole. Um, she's. I feel like she's the, the moral relatable. center. She is the moral center. Yeah, she yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> Now, do you understand? Yes, I understand. I understand you're sick, and you're a liar, and you need professional help, and I do not like being yelled at. I'm sorry. I should have known the minute you told me I had a terrific smile. No real producer would tell me that in a million years. Now, get out of my way. Holly, 
What? Just come with me to the police. The police? Yes. Are what? you crazy? What? You listen to me, you weirdo. A woman was I'm murdered. I'm gonna leave now, and don't you try following me home because I have friends who will break your legs. All right? Ow! Holy! Holy! Weirdo! So many weird people. Holy! What's funny is that's a voice. The uh, oh, that's a voiceover. Yeah, but it's it's also not her. Uh, yo, I I heard that. Yeah. Holly! Hollywood. That is Holly! not her at all. Hollywood. That's not her whatsoever. That is not yeah. her even a little bit. That's why sometimes in credits you'll see things about an ADR. It'll say voice casting because sometimes they have to get one or two things that weren't clear the first time, and yeah. they have to get someone who sounds close enough. Yeah. You know, typically films, especially then, weren't broken down like this. And listen to carefully right, over headphones right, right, because right, I never right. noticed that before until pulling the audio. Yeah, no, I didn't either. A few other uh, delightful moments before we get back into the comments. This is a little long of a clip, but I think we all enjoy it. Tell us, uh, I believe that you have a film opening this Friday at the Pussy Flake Theater. <laughs> what is the title of it? That's Bold Obsession. Bold Obsession. <laughs> Tell us, Linda, what is your bold obsession? Well, Sid, that script was written especially for me because, you see, I am a bit of an expositionist. You are an expositionist? Do you mean an exhibitionist? <laughs> exhibitionist, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I just get so excited when I know they're all out there watching me. Well, of course they're out there watching you. It's so hot. Hot? It does? What happens when you get hot? Oh, it makes me want to come. You want to come. Well, why are you coming, Linda? Why don't we watch this clip? <laughs> Talk about a segue. Yeah, it's it's a great segue. Now, we've got five minutes. Annie, who the hell are you? We need you on the set. Come on, let's go. Holly does Hollywood. The X Cinema, X-rated movie house. This week, see the film that everyone's talking about. Holly does Hollywood, and does it well. Crew Magazine says, everybody <laughs> keeps this business where it belongs, in the gutter. <laughs> in the words of Eros Magazine, the gone with the wind of adult films. Holly does Hollywood in a hedonist heaven. Hustler Magazine gives it Hustler's highest rating. Ten nominations, including Best Picture, Critics Adult Film Association. Starring Holly Buddy. The soundtrack is so good. Is we'll get into so that. sexy. Yeah. And then this little bit is my favorite. Holly does Hollywood. Now playing at the X Cinema. And for you home viewers, you can pick it up right now at Tower Records All Night Video Sale. Which made me think. I guess Tower Records was open all night. All night long? They must have been. All night long. Unless unless it was just a late night sale or something. Ooh, could have what, been. And what's cool is that's the Tower Records uh, that is on Sunset. The Now the shell, it's not there anymore. Uh-huh. But that's what it looked like. How wow. fucking cool was that that's place? Great. Oh, wow. The, up all, the late night barn burner XXX Tower fantasy video sweepstakes bonanza. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have Holly Does Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, we do. It's in our adult section. Follow me. On VHS? Yeah, VHS. Whatever you want. Half inch, three quarter, beta. Now, I'm not sure about the half inch, but... Uh, now, what's the half inch? Well, half inch video would be a reel-to-reel video format. Um, actually, half inch is VHS. 
VHS is a half inch tape. Three okay. quarter, they're referring to Umatic, which is the broadcast standard tape okay. back in the 70s. But when people first started getting VCRs, the very wealthy or the people in show business, mm-hmm. they would have the Umatic VCRs. That was the okay. first sort of industry standard. VHS came after the second wave of home video that was sort of reasonable. There was an early, early wave of uh, reel-to-reel home video machines, but most of them were either black and white or um, unreliable. And also, it was just difficult. People didn't really know how to do it. People had to be really, really into it, like gadget heads or serious pervs, one or the other. Gotcha. Uh, Then Betamax was the first really big customer format and still a better quality format than VHS. And then VHS was the one that won the war. Huh. Uh, some say because of porn, because there's more porn on VHS. Porn is usually the driver of all technology. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Virtual reality, too. That's right. I mean, why yeah. is that becoming such a hot And robotics. Commodity? Yeah. Basically, sexy times drives everything. Yeah. Man's quest for cum. <laughs> Which is funny, though, because then everyone shades that stuff as if it's not a real... Oh, right. Sex sells, Craig. Sex sells. Now, one of my favorite characters in the movie is uh, this guy. I'm Detective McClane. <laughs> you're my only witness to this murder, and you're a peeper. In my book, that's a pervert and a sex offender. <laughs> what do you mean, sex offender? Save it. I asked the question. <laughs> is it really that wrong to peep, Craig? I mean, compared to the murder. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but wait, so what is... I, is it wrong for me? Because I have binoculars. Um, Some people address this in the comments, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. But go ahead. You have binoculars. I have binoculars that are perched um, right next to on the kitchen, uh, Courtney's kitchen. I'm going to blame it on her. Um, so on the mound of moldering filth and feces. Filth, yeah, on the pile of feces that I've left in her bedroom. Yeah. I've um, I have a binoculars and i just i leave them there in case anybody wants to peep into the uh, windows of the apartments well, next door see but that's all right because you're inviting it so you're allowing it you're requesting it whereas gloria ravel has no idea that she's being looked at oh my gosh she has no idea no idea but she's not a consenting party in that's the peeping. right consent was an issue that a lot of people brought up there is a couple questions about whether or not jake should have called the police what is the right thing to do when you're watching someone about to be murdered? He has her number. He was going to call her anyway. Yeah. So he tries to warn her. Maybe he should have called the police, but wouldn't it have taken kind of a while for them to get there too? Is there a right thing to do in those situations? I, you would call, you'd call her and then call the police. Yeah, he should have maybe called the police, but he did enlist the help of those two joggers. And what generous joggers really up for anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, once they understood what was going on. Yeah, it was so funny. He just, he's running like hell. Yeah. And he just like fumbles and flails to get their giant headphones off their heads. It's like, hey, guys, I know you're trying to do your fitness thing at night, but there's a woman killed. There's a woman being killed. And they're like, okay. Instant Good Samaritans. Hey! Stop! Well, what do you want? Stop! What are you doing here? There's a woman being killed up here. Come on! Immediately. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, oh. Oh my God, a woman being killed? <laughs> I, yes, that's so much more interesting than fitness. Let's go save her. No, you want to talk about the murder scene? You know, if you belch, you should do it on mic always. I know, I'm sorry. So the, I'm just going to play this in the background as okay. we discuss it. So your mouth was hanging open. Oh my God. And that's just not because we had ordered three hookers to come fill it with their delicious semen. That's disgusting. Well, that was really disgusting. It's also disgusting that you're lying because it was five hookers. And I don't know. Yeah. 
At this point in the podcast, I don't know why you're going to try to be so modest. I don't so know modest. why, Craig. I don't know why I'm, I'm changing myself. No, I. this was so insane. <laughs> yeah. This is like so, like full tilt bananas. And, and you think you're going to max out on adrenaline and everything, and it just keeps getting crazier. It's crazier and crazier. I The... Um, now, what's happening now? So right now, it's the drill. Let's see. No, no. He's... Yeah, she's being drilled to death now. Be- okay. Because the dog is barking. The dog... When a uh, dog attacks him... The dog attacks You don't expect that sake. whatsoever. No, you surely don't. Because you think, oh my God, he's going to save her. It's right. very close to him saving her. Right. And... Um, foiled by the dog. Foiled by the goddamn dog. Who we and- later... It's funny because the dog is a bit of a clue that you never notice. The dog is in the Indian's car later. The dog isn't attacking the attacker, who is um, the right. Indian, the quote-unquote Indian, right. because it's the fucking Indian's dog, because the Indian is Alexander Ravel, right. is Sam Bouchard. Right. But I never put that together, I remember. No. I mean, at multiple viewings, you know, yes. But yeah. the filmmaking is so good that you're constantly pushed away from figuring out what it is. What the hell is going on? The, I think one or two people said, I knew it was Sam all along, and I'd like to ask you, um... Are you gay? Yeah, there's no way. There's I don't no see way. how. There's no way. I don't see how. Only only because like if you would just have to assume that it's I I don't I don't know how would you would come to that decision. There's nothing that's a a tell, there's nothing that's a giveaway. No. I mean, you'd have to have such a very su- suspicious yeah. like point of view that anybody who tries to help somebody is like immediately I don't know. Right. Right. I feel like I really feel it if you knew it was Sam you read something about it beforehand. Yeah. Or maybe you're psychic. I mean, every time I see it, I watch the sequences where Gloria is interacting with her husband and he's wearing the fedora. And the one thing you do notice is he does try to cover his face. But it's very, very subtle. Because you're not looking at that. You're looking at him hitting her and trying to figure, oh my God, what's going on here? Right. And he grabs money. It's right. a whole scene. It's a whole mess. What a beautiful house that is as well. It is a very beautiful house. And what a beautiful wiggle act that Miss uh, Holly yes. had performed, Miss Griffith. Miss Griffith, I really, I really related to that wiggle. Did you? I think that's right out of my toolbox. Is that the one that uh, got you international acclaim as well? Well, it got me domestic acclaim, but then I, I broadened it to have international scope. That's a very good point. You're right. Thank you're you. right. I then mislabeled that. Thank you for that. I, I I deeply deeply apologize. I accept your apology, and I'm glad you took the time to correct yourself because well, this, I'm very deeply offended by people who mischaracterize my impact when it comes to wiggling. I know that, and, and as you know, I do take pains to not mischaracterize you or your work. And the fact that I have done that, yeah, makes and me th- so upset. But you know, uh, let me just interrupt you. It, it makes fills me with pride, Katya. Enjoy that you're able to accept my amends. But the fact that you're sort of stepping on my toes as you as you make this long, drawn out sort of explanation mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. really starting to grate on me, and it's mm-hmm. also starting to hurt my feelings. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would just really uh-huh. appreciate. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I would not mind being drilled to death like that. <laughs> well, are you saying that if you were to be drilled to death? I would Let want it, it to like ha- that. I want it to play out like that. I want to be almost strangled by yeah. a telephone, and I almost I want to I want to have the fake out of the. I want to be pinned against a mirror, maybe so I can also catch my reflection and see how terrible. Well, I sure. Look. Also, you can do a sassy uh, pivot move. Yes, a, the good old sassy pivot. because <gasps> he stabs her stabs real her. quick, but can- she gets away. Yeah, and there's a little slice there. The editing, by the way, is the best. Top notch. Top friggin' notch. That editing. 
is top notch. Um, and then the the ex- the extension or the the cord, the, the cord drama, not reaching, the electrical yeah. drama. Yeah, yeah, the cord not reaching and then being unplugged and then just plugging it back in, just plugging it right back in. I love that. Yeah, because you could also just. I feel like you could also. I guess if you're doing, if you have an electric drill, you don't, you don't try to just stab without power. You, you couldn't. To, I mean, you could do it, but it wouldn't be. It would just be a, piercing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you get through pecs. that much of the body that yeah. way. Also, uh, let's talk about the, the the drilling specifically. In that, uh, this film was um, the focus of a lot of outrage because it was quote so violent and misogynistic. Blah blah blah. I disagree with the misogyny charge, but also, it's not actually that violent. There is violence no. happening, but you do not see it. No, yeah, it's not gore. I mean, there's the blood, but it's like you don't see the woman getting impaled. And actually, I find that De Palma's use of those techniques makes it that much more horrifying. I do too. Less is more. Less, definitely. Less is more. And also the idea that the drill is so vicious and huge that it goes through the floor. The floor, yeah. That's a good old, like, Jason Voorhees kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's some Friday the 13th bullshit. There's a similar tactic employed in Scarface, which is also a film that was uh, tarred as excessively violent, et cetera, when it came out. And, you know, that only came out a year before Body Double. Oh, wow. So that, he had two in a row that were the focus of lots of outrage. Uh, There's a sequence in that where Scarface's uh, partner, Tony Montana's partner early on, is chainsawed to death in uh, um, a bathtub. And it's a vicious sequence, but you never see any of the actual violence you see tony's reaction to it and you see blood spatter hit him but every a lot of people imagine that they did see it because it's so impactful it's so impactful the brain just hallucinates the imagery right into it like we're doing right now yes yeah don't you see these panties that i've put on craig i'm wearing them outside of my jeans well it's a very very uh, edgy look i think it's very stimulating but uh, look again i have removed the panties and they're now on my bra okay that's the theme song that you use when you do that sort of thing. Yes, it is. Uh, the other thing that's interesting, or another interesting thing, is that Brian De Palma was toying with the idea of casting an actual porn performer for the Holly Body role. Oh. And they even went as far as to screen test a few of them. Really? Annette Haven was the um, top choice. And, of course, the executives were outraged. They were like, how dare you yeah. sully the, the good name of classical cinema with a wanton slut and a harlot of lower class crossover between the porn world and the quote-unquote mainstream world was absolutely unheard of zero yeah now sasha gray for instance yeah then the steven soderbergh film that's right yeah yeah yeah. girlfriend experience that's right and um so it's a little more possible now it's not as it's still not very common no it's not and it and it's a yeah I wonder why that is. Why are, I wonder why drag queens were accepted before porn people. Because they don't actually have sex on camera. Oh, that's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. I don't know why that stigma is still there. Everyone watches porn. And now a very special message from Jake Shears on Body Double. Body Double might be... Could be my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I'll never forget the first time I saw it. I was just raiding a friend's DVD library when I was homesick one day. And randomly started watching it and i it just kind of changed my life it just has inspired me to no end ever since i mean it's got everything it's got good lord like weird la houses melanie griffith um drillers 
uh, Scary Men in Masks, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Uh, it's kind of two movies in one. I love just like the switch in the middle of it. It's a movie that I just watch over and over and over again, and it makes me ridiculously happy, and as well as the theme song, uh, which Sister Sisters used for a long time as our uh, stage when we were coming to stage, the music when we were getting placed on stage at the beginning of concerts. Um, but yeah, Body Double, it's, uh, it's up there for me. It sounds like one of our fights, but yeah. <laughs> what this is is the grave sequence. Oh. Which was one of the most amazing scenes I've ever seen. I don't also, know what else to say about I it. Also, I love I love the trope in movies. Any buried alive or, or like burying scene is like, Mama, it takes a lot more energy and many more hours to <laughs> dig a grave with one person and one shovel. Yeah, it does not happen like that. Do you know how much manpower it takes to 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 dig a grave? That's true. Think about Although it. Although my. You know, I do have a question about that. I wonder, did Alexander already have the grave dug? Pre-dug? And who di- who, who dug it? Who who done dug it? Can I don't you know. dig? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. That is one thing. It's funny because it's very neatly cornered. It's always and there's, like yeah. meticulously. And you know, I love in the movies where they start digging and then they cut to the next, you know, whatever uh, amount of time there's later. some kind and of, they, yeah, blurry And montage. they're just like a little bit, I was like, Please, your muscles would be spasming. You'd need, like to rehydrate. You'd, yeah. you'd be completely tuckered out. Here's a challenge: if anyone wants to go out there and dig a yeah, a, we want to know listeners grave, at home. Let please us know how, yeah, dig dig up a great exhume your grandma. We want to know yeah, how we want to know how much it uh, how much physical toll it takes to to exhume your dead granny. Some more questions we have: Martina Tricosco. I'm the doggy police, and I demand to know if the dog survived. Okay. Well, Unfortunately, that dog did pass on. Yeah. But it went to doggy heaven. Yeah, and, and he did He did save good people. Yeah, and my dead dog fucked that dog in heaven. That's really sweet. That's yeah, really, that's really, really nice. sweet. Let's see. Um, From Morgan McGregor, after the scene at the beach where they almost have sex, Jake returns to the spinning restaurant that is his sublet and goes over a few potential messages he would leave on Gloria's answering machine. The question is, what would you have said in the message, assuming that you, too, wanted to bring the creep level to 100? Oh, my God. Oh, that's a really good question. Isn't it? Well, you know, while we're considering that, let's listen and see. Hello, Gloria. Uh, how are you? Uh, maybe you remember me. Um, this is This is Jake. I'm the guy that almost... Fucked you at the beach. <laughs> this is great. Oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he was able to like have that moment of clarity. Yeah. Where you know, you know, you try, you you do spitballing. You yeah. throw you throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Exactly. Workshopping. Yeah. He's an actor. He's trying out different yes, things. That's right. Exactly. He's rehearsing. That's right. He's trying out different actor. angles, different right. tones. I've d- listen. I've done that many, 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 many times. Really? What called people and said, "I'm the guy that almost fucked you at the beach." Yeah. I just open the phone book. I pick. You know. That now I just Google it, of course. But yeah. Just open the phone book. Uh, close my eyes and point at a name, and then just and just go down the list until I was blue in the face. You Usually, know, somebody would agree to hang up. So it worked. It was yeah, a it tactic that worked for you. It worked. Do you have any Glorias in your phone? Because it would be fun to call them up and just play them that clip. I would call and say, um, excuse me, are you gay? <laughs> and then just hang up. Yeah. 
I would love to do sexuals on that rotating bed. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering about that. Like, what you would sex on sick? a rotating bed? I don't know. Like, I, what would that be like? I mean, I think it would have the cinematic effect of that tunnel kiss. You know, when they're okay. going, they're going. Yeah. The camera's going around and around. It's like that merry-go-round. It's like high drama, high drama, and using a cinematic technique that is really risky to play with because it's so out there it's so over the top it's deliberately not realistic right in any way no because it's back projection too like they're 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 in front of a film that is of a circling camera then they have the camera rotating around them it's a really and the scene goes on for a long time there was a i there was i counted a lot of rotations in that little in that little kissy moment a lot of rotations yeah Yeah. it was very erratic Mm, indeed yes it was stimulating Um, and also it's like i love the gone are the days when you could just when you could just (laughs) connect with someone in a tunnel like that (laughs) right right because they've been following who's aware of you following them yeah that you've been and the poor little guy had to be helped out of the tunnel. Yeah, the poor guy. The poor guy with his poor, terrible claustrophobia. His terrible claustrophobia. He's the sardine. He's, oh my god! I believe the word is pathetic. Yeah, he is. Pathetic. He's the pathetic man, and that's okay. Yeah, and because he works through it, and he in does. the end. He gets them titties. He gets <laughs> a lot of them. He gets that roll back. And then he also is with Holly. Yeah. Who he, they really connect. They, they do actually seem to have a passionate sex scene together in the uh, one of the greatest moments in film of, history. Of film history. I like to watch. Makes you hot, doesn't it? Yeah. A few people pointed out that in addition to the plants, the fish were prominent in the chemispheres, which, by the way, the chemisphere is the house that Jake is in that apparently is also at the in the film owned by Alexander Ravel, because how else would well, right. he have both places? Yeah. Uh, interesting little bit of uh, trivia. The houses in the film are actually nowhere near each other in real life. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned that, that they're through the magic of filmmaking. Yes. They are... Um, one was in uh, the Mongolian steppes, and the other one was in Paramus, New Jersey. That's right. That's right. And they moved it from Paramus. And the art... Yeah, they moved it. They They... Put it in a truck and drove it across country to L.A. That's right. Yeah. And the chemistry, we had a great uh, Twitter comment. I wish I had the person's name, and I apologize for not having it handy. But they said, oh, yeah, my ex-boyfriend lived there, so I fucked in some pretty interesting places. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's called The Chemisphere. It's been around since the 60s. I'm going to call it up on the info sheet here. Mm -hmm. It's designed by architect John Lautner. Cool. It's currently owned by Bernard Taschen. I think it's Bernard or Benedict. Benedict Taschen. Of Taschen Art Books? Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know them, make sure that they'll let us go up there sometime. Oh, my God. So the chemistry. I do art. I wonder if I have a connection. (laughs) Yeah. I have. I've had many. I've flipped through many of Taschen Art book bookies. In my life. Bookies, yes, yes, actually, yes. Yes, books, books. So the chemistry is a modernist house in Los Angeles, California, designed by John Lautner in 1960. The building, which the Encyclopedia Britannica once called the most modern home built in the world, in the world, is admired both for its ingenuity or the ingenuity of its solution to the problem of the site and its unique octagonal design. And uh, it stands on the San Fernando Valley side of the Hollywood Hills, just off Mulholland Drive. Mm -hmm. It's a one-story octagon with around 2,200 square feet of living space. 
and it's perched atop a five foot wide concrete pole that is dug nearly thirty feet. Whoa! Oh no, wait, it's nearly thirty feet high. Oh. So yeah, how, I wonder how low, how into the ground the foundation. It is. goes pretty far. Oh, this is what I was thinking of. Because of a concrete pedestal, which is almost twenty feet in diameter, buried under the earth and supporting the post, the house has survived earthquakes and heavy rains. Cool. And that the house is really only reached by a funicular, which is that little trolley that goes up the. Oh, the good the old funicular. The funicular. There is a stairway, but I mean, that's a lot of steps. Well, if you got your Fitbit on. That's true. Not if you're a health conscious fitness freak. <laughs> a few interesting things about the filming of the movie. Um, the entire aqueduct sequence mm-hmm. is half soundstage, half actual location. That's insane, Craig. It's totally insane. That's, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. They rebuilt that set because they were having such problems with the light and there was so much water. They had to dig a hole in the soundstage. It's crazy. I was reading about this, and um, it cost a lot of money. Yeah. Seems like an awful waste of dollars. But they but... had no other choice because they couldn't film long enough before sun was coming up. Oh, right. And there's so much in that sequence that is around that yeah. that location that they had to. They had no other choice. Oh, my God. There was also the matter of... It's such a large place that to light it adequately required so many lights and therefore the setup took so long that then the amount of shooting time that they had available was so short. And also shooting that amount of water, there's some kind of trickiness to it, but yeah. Damn. A few other juicy bits. Are you enjoying our first movie club episode, Katya? I've shot myself. I think that's a pretty good that's why you're in, That's why you have such a beatific smile on your yes, face. Yes, I do. Let's I have see. shot in my panties again. Do you want to enjoy a little more Detective McLean? Sure. I love him. What about this Indian? When he starts for pocketbook, you got it back for him, is that right? That's right. Was anything missing? Well, I, I saw him take a credit card. Not a credit card, a card key, Scully. He used it to get into her house. Did Gloria know it was missing? No, she didn't say anything to me. You talked to her? Well, come on, Scully, you must have said something. Well, I... It was just small talk, you know. No, I don't know. <laughs> you no, I don't know. Her? Maybe you were trying to do a number on her head. Trying mm. to freak her out with all you know about her oh, private no, life. You're wrong. Leading the witness, Now, why were you following Gloria Ravel? Because I got concerned when I saw that guy following her. But, Scully, you kept on her tail even after this That's other guy I disappeared. I know, because... I guess I, I wanted to... You wanted to what? What's this? Pants. Oh. Some underpants. Smudge pants. Yours? No. Where'd you get him? She, uh, she dropped him in the trash. Who? Gloria. And you just picked him up? Yeah. Why? Come on, Scully, tell the truth. You fucked her and you kept him for a souvenir. Oh, my God. No. No what? No, you didn't fuck her? No, you didn't keep him as a <laughs> no souvenir? No to both of them. Oh, maybe you're just a harmless panty sniffer. Is that it? <laughs> you get a dirty mind. That's a laugh. You peep on her, you follow her, you fuck her, you keep her little panties as a memento, and then you take a seat on a 50-yard line and watch her being a everything slot. around. That's not what happened. I tried to save her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some save, Scully. Some save. Oh. Remind me to never put my life in your hand. Ooh. Oh, my God. Remind me to never have to get saved by you, you panty-sniffing, cockamamie, piece-of-shit, wimpy-ass motherfucker. <laughs> And again, I'm sympathetic towards Jake because he is concerned. He's not. Yeah. He's not like a whatever. She's going to get killed. I mean, he's trying to help her. Yeah. Now, maybe he doesn't have the best methods. Yeah. He's terrified. And also, 
he has this um, predilection for like freezing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he's a freezer. This, he's, he's a, a freezer, freezer, which is why Sam, a.k.a. Yeah. Alexander Ravel, picks him in the first right, place. Right, right. He's an easy mind fuck. Like you mentioned before, the supposed friend, the supposed savior. It's always good to be careful. If someone suddenly out of the blue is suddenly acting so helpful towards yes. you. Yes, yes, darling. Be very wary. Yeah, it's it's good to have... Um, it's good to have a a healthy and mature uh, sense of self-protective suspicion. That's right. Yeah. And sometimes people will override their inherent suspicion and yeah. instinct because they think, well, I don't want to be mean. Oh, that's jumping to conclusions. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be paranoid. Or I don't want to be all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But bullshit. Go with that feeling. Yeah. The 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 caution. Yeah. It, it, the caution is um is there to is there to help you, darling. That's right. And also, yeah, there are people that will help you, but strangers who appear out of the blue with this perfect set of circumstances for you, yeah. there's something fishy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that they're all going to be setting you up no. in a house across the way from their other house well, to I, watch you. Well, yeah. Well, rather to, to have you have watch, you watch them. them drill some woman to death. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But it happens more often than you think. It's true. Yeah. And not just in Hollywood. Not yeah. just in Hollywood. But now with the with the invention of extension cords, it's a lot more prevalent. Well, and usually it's, it happens quicker. Also, some, some of those drills now are USB powered. So as long oh as you've God. charged up properly. Yeah. Much like many modern sex toys. Yeah. You can go for hours. Yeah. Absolutely. Want to see some other of... Uh, the listener comments from Marissa H. The real question is, why did Jake as the vampire look like Billy Idol as a vampire? Oh, no shit. I like that. Total Billy Idol fantasy. Total Billy Idol. And I think that's deliberate. I'm sure. Is that? Yeah. It must be. I mean, because it's funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it it's like, funny. Uh, and speaking of the vampire, that end credit sequence is it's incredible. Of, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's so cool. To ex- basically show you how a body double works, there's nothing better than that. Because yeah. it's absolutely perfect. When they do the cut, Mm-hmm. It looks like the same person. Yeah, really uh, peeking behind the iron curtain of sexual erotic filmmaking. And Dennis Franz as the the director is incredible. And you said he was supposed to be playing like Brian De Palma. Well, kind of sort of. He's wearing kind of a Brian De Palma oh, outfit. Okay. Yeah. He's goofing on De Palma a little bit, but De Palma okay. also, who wrote it, is kind of goofing on himself. There's a lot of snickering at the industry. Yeah. There's a lot of. Um, Actually, you know, Barry, a new show on HBO, has some stuff about actors that mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of the material about actors. And here, before Jake is swept away by Sam Bouchard, a.k.a. Alexander Ravel, he's going to these interviews that look like they're going horribly. You know, oh, like, wow. so what else have you been doing? Well, I'm doing a low-budget independent horror film called Vampire's Kiss. I'm the vampire. Mm-hmm. But before that, I was Petruchio and Taming of the Shrew. There's this, like, but I'm not I'm not just doing the garbage. I'm doing yeah, this yeah, real yeah. stuff. yeah. I'm a real actor. I got hot. I got talent. But as the guy says that's interviewing him, well, you're working. That's good, though, right? Right. And he's, he's asked one or two times. Uh, I think McLean asked him, you make a living? Yeah. So there's a lot about that. Yeah. CJ Victoria and others commented about how much they enjoyed the Maybe You Remember Me. I'm the guy that almost fucked you at the beach today. So fucking funny. And Laura pointed out the aesthetics of the film. The cinematography and the soundtrack tell the story beautifully. I haven't done any research into the film as to not taint my perspective, but how was this film initially received? Well, we got into that a little before, but how would you know? You wrote this question a week ago. Yeah. Personal highlights include the elevator scene, as we yes. agree with you, the long shots, and the featuring of mesh shirts. Always a good time. Always a good time. And uh, someone, this is great. Laura what said... About, wait, what, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, she said, I will 10 out of 10 be making at least one date sit through the entirety of this before putting out to ensure that this treasure is paid forward. Yes! Eight, 
thumbs that's up. That's amazing. Yes, fabulous, Lauren. And how Thank about you. the swirling melodramatic uh, oh, tunnel kiss? Oh, my God. I mean, that how was amazing. went on for 35 minutes, Craig. It was overwrought. It was amazing. It's so over the it's top. It's so surreal. It, it, you're in a different place entirely. Yeah. I'd like to point out also that this theme reappears when he is in the embrace of Holly. Like during the porn movie sequence. Oh. Right after Relax, there's a little touch of this. And it's interesting because he's he flashes to the original beach yes. sequence. Yes, he does. Because this is actually the woman that he's in love that he's with. Wa- that he wants, yeah. Katie Cuthbert had quite a few uh, comments and questions. Why does Jake know a bartender that well but has recently quit drinking? Is he a recovering alcoholic, relapsing due to his girlfriend's infidelity? Was the entire thing occurring during some sort of booze-filled psychosis? I think he's clearly a regular patron at Barney's Beanery. Yeah. How did Jake get up from behind the freezer? Well, he doesn't until the very end. What? When he was playing Sardine. How does he get up from behind the freezer? I'm sure, yeah, they never get into how he got, I mean, because he didn't die oh right right. but right. uh i'm sure what happened is he was found by the other kids it's my guess because when he's in the tunnel he has to be helped out of the tunnel so i'm sure he was helped out of from behind the freezer oh wait the, the freezer when is that when he was playing sardine as a kid he was stuck behind the freezer oh, he, he, talks he about jammed that, yeah. himself so far in that he couldn't get out oh right 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 where is gloria when holly is performing on those two evenings is she bleaching her upper lip and putting in rollers Possibly. Could be. Could she be. could also be seeing the mysterious gentleman. The mysterious gentleman that she needs so badly. Exactly. And also, you know, Gloria asks uh, Jake when she meets him at... Um... I saw you back there and at the hotel. You've been following me, haven't you? Uh, yeah. yeah. Why? Did my husband hire you? So... That raises some interesting questions because clearly she's familiar with being followed yes. by someone her husband has hired. Yeah, possessive, jealous, a suspicious husband, which is always a fun thing to... Oh, it's a great time. Yeah. Every, Are you another one that. of my husband's PIs? And that's why probably Alexander knows when she's not home. Right. A few other things here. Her breathy, sultry <sighs> voice. Yeah. <sighs> is everything all right? So good. Laura also commented, uh, did you, this is regarding the relax sequence, which by the way, let's get into that for a second. Have you ever seen anything more unexpected in a film nope. ever? No. No, me either. No. Full musical number. Full musical number in a porno. In a porno. Also, so he picked one of the most controversial bands and songs of the time. Relax, when it came out, was banned. By, yeah. In some areas, the video was banned. And so he picked the perfect thing yeah. for this video. Although Laura asked... Did you also read the scene as somewhat a straight-washed version of the Relax video? No, I didn't. There is um, all kinds of activity going on in it, and it's also supposed to be a porn film starring Holly Body. So yeah, so it is. A, it's like more of a straight porno. It is, but he got Frankie goes to Hollywood in the film, so I think that, that in and of itself is kind of yeah a cool thing. We want to say thank you for all the questions that you sent, and I'm sorry that we can't get to all of them. Oh yeah, but, but it's it's only because some of them are extremely stupid. Yeah, that's what it is. So if yours don't get read, take the message. Take the message and go back to film school because I've got a PhD in mathematics. 
And actually, of course, we're only kidding there, kids. Yes, of course. Uh, there's so many great questions. I don't know anything questions. about films. There's so many great questions. And also, we talk an awful lot. Yes, we do. Actually, I really like hearing these questions because I don't have very sophisticated points of view about this stuff. I don't know the ins and outs of movie making. It's not like I've been on sets, but I don't know what is. I never know what's going on. Well, I know you have an urgent appointment to clean Courtney's bathroom coming up. But I, I think do. we can squeeze some more time in sure. if you're all right with it. Okay. Anna Sodegren wrote, Okay, finally watched. A few thoughts. One, I did not like the main character. I've noticed that when re-watching old movies or seeing them for the first time like now, I tend to really dislike characters that I would have maybe liked before oh, or even loved back in the totally. day. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's such a funny... Oh, my God. I can't I think of any specific examples, but I totally know that feeling of like, like, oh, my God, this guy's an insufferable prick. Get I your he, shit together, you stupid fuck. I thought he was cool. What? Yeah, what? He wasn't cool. He's stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. An, oh, another comment from Anna. OMG, that would be such a good wig reveal. Like Sasha Velour, except graveyard dirt instead of rose petals. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And uh, she commented, sorry, back to the movie. I actually did not see that double twist coming. Totally believe the Indian was, in fact, a hitman. Same here. Yeah. I don't know. Incredible. I've never heard anyone say that they knew that the Indian was no. Sam. It's so it's so wacky. I mean, there's been people who said that they knew that Sam was behind it. Behind or it. Associated with it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Okay. of course. Holly G is the one who pointed out. My first thought that the first two names that appeared were brian something and craig something in the opening credits mm. my second thought was that i'm not sure why every time someone gets caught cheating in a movie the girls riding in the cowgirl position yeah. for the walk-in scene yeah because the, they want to see the titties you want to see the titties and I they guess. don't like to see the men's butts the guys right. they need to see the titties well because also for the walk-in they'd have to be at a certain angle and it would just right. be the rear shot right and then if you see the man's ass i guess you might see some hoo-ha as well you might see some hoo-ha you see some balls flapping yeah and also people just would they want to see titties yeah that's what it is yeah I was completely lost and struggling to main interest in the first hour or so of the film, even though I did not allow any distractions for myself. For instance, fun, and I'd like to thank everyone who pointed out that they followed my favorite rules of yeah. watching film for this film, because I think it helped. Yeah. Once all the pieces started coming together, though, I became increasingly interested and confused, and at the end of the film, I still really felt like I wasn't entirely sure what happened. I didn't realize at first that the quote-unquote robber was supposed to be an Indian. I thought he was someone with some kind of facial disfigurement, like an acid burn. It seemed to be in poor taste to have the robber slash killer be someone with a facial disfigurement, but choosing an Indian is probably equally in poor taste. Although I suppose none of that matters once we discover the real killer. My final thought is that perhaps you've noticed by now my name is Holly. For a long time, <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to get something tattooed on my ass. I had never considered a holly leaf, and that porn star's tattoo really cracked me up. Cool. This is It's an inspirational film. This is a great... I love that message. That was jam-packed. Super jam-packed. That was cool. And what, yeah. what do you think about that? Well, yeah. I, I think yeah, I, I think that once that... Um, yeah, once that it's, it's meant to be real, it's like, oh, there's no, like... There's no, like, um, dated, racist, malicious um, intent, really. I mean, yeah. There's not, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's like, what, what are you going to call him? It's just like this generic... No one uh, knows his name. Right. He's just and you can't a, say the guy. Right. You can't say the, the scary dude. There's a scary guy. And if they just start referring to him as the Indian, I mean, I don't know who refers to him as the Indian first. I think it's Detective McClane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he the says, the now, shitty this cop. Is, when he goes, which, by the way, it's such a sneaky maneuver. A lot of exposition happens in the Detective McClane bit that we mm -hmm. listen to. Yeah. So did he take anything out of the purse? He took a credit card. Not a credit card. A card key, Scully. Yeah. He's letting you know what that was. Because right. all you see is the card. You yeah, don't know. Yeah, you, you have no idea. Yeah. And uh, it's still not a very common thing to have a card key. 
no for your house you just wave in front of the panel yeah i was like what the fuck did she just do yeah that was like for what 1984 84 yeah my god i feel like hotels just moved to that 10 years ago <laughs> oh my god which reminds me of the locations and how fabulous the locations are so right the house that jake walks in on his uh woman at is actually right around the corner on north sycamore oh cool and um We'll give you that address so you can stop yeah, by. Yeah, so you can stop by and be and like, peep through the windows. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Hi, is anybody riding anybody in here? Is Miss Crampton home? Yeah. <laughs> I need to look at her boobies. And of course, yeah. her name is Barbara Crampton. Barbara, please. Barbara, please, Miss Crampton. Please let me see your boobs. Please, Miss Crampton, please yeah. let me walk in on you. Oh God, uh, and much. then, of course, Barney's Beanery on Santa Monica Boulevard. The good old, good old. The Farmer's Market, which is right near oh. here as well. That's where Jake is having coffee in the morning. Oh, wow. And reading the want ads. The acting class was actually in my apartment. That's right. You were teaching it, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, um, it's on Fountain, but of course, the rooms now are covered in feasties. You wouldn't recognize it. Special Adina wrote, I like to watch. Can anyone name another film from the same era that also used this catchphrase? That's a good question. So hit back at us with that let us know i like to watch casey mitchell wrote this movie club is starting off on a fun note well thank you i'm glad you enjoyed it as well is body double absurd yes but did i enjoy it absolutely i like seeing the outcome of a bunch of hitchcock movies having a weird 1980s film baby that's an interesting way to put it yeah that is cool the way events unfolded was on par with how similar plots played out in the 40s or 50s and it throws them into a mud pit body double itself is the body double of those movies maybe there are a lot of bad reviews because it comes with the addition of camp that is purely brian de palma it's not everyone's cup of tea well true but i'd have to say also that a lot of the critics missed the point entirely okay and actually at the close of this episode we'll listen to siskel and ebert's Oh, uh, yeah. Unless you'd like to hear it now. Would you like to hear it yeah, now? Yeah, let's just hear it now. Let's just hear it now. Our next movie is named Body Double, and it's the latest thriller from Brian De Palma, the man who was single-handedly trying to carry on the tradition of Alfred Hitchcock. Sometimes he does a good job, sometimes not so good. This time, I think he does a very interesting job. His movie is sort of a cross between the voyeurism of Rear Window, the phobias of Vertigo, and the shower scene in Psycho, which in this case, De Palma stages with a power drill instead of a knife. This is a violent movie. It deserves its R rating, but it's not as violent as most of the junkie slasher movies that fill the theaters during this season, and it has a lot more style. The movie begins with an unemployed actor who's being hired as a house sitter, and in this scene, he discovers that this house comes complete with a view. That's Deborah Shelton as the woman who fascinates him, and that's great the way that is all built up with just a little dialogue at the end. Later in the movie, without giving away too much of the story, I can say that Watson becomes convinced that a double is being used as part of a murder plot against that woman, and that leads the hero into the world of pornography in search of an actress that he believes may be working as the double. One of the interesting things about Body Double is the way that Brian De Palma uses all sorts of different film styles to tell this story. It starts out with a cheap vampire movie that Craig Watson is allegedly starring in as an actor, and then there's the Hitchcockian scenes, like the one we just saw, and then at the end, the spoof on pornography. Body Double has a lot going on, and I thought most of it worked, and also, the movie is definitely scary. It didn't really scare me, but it certainly intrigued me uh, in the beginning scenes, the ones we just saw. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm fascinated. It's Hitchcock's rear window in Vertigo, mm -hmm. and even seeing it done, not quite as well, but the, the stuff is so fascinating mm -hmm. that uh, I watched too. And then out comes 
the big power drill. And that's when I thought that Brian De Palma lost control of this movie. It became almost cartoonish. It didn't gross me out. It just disappointed me because here were characters that he had got me caught up with and emotions, in my emotions and the characters' emotions. Yeah, that but, and know, too big, it, too sloppy. You know, Gene, if you think back to when Psycho came out, everybody said the same thing about the shower scene. And he's doing the same thing that Hitchcock did. In that shower scene in Psycho, you don't really see the knife entering uh, mm. Janet Lee's body. You don't really see any nudity. And in this yeah. power drill scene, you don't either. It's all done with editing. Yeah. And the great climactic moment when the power drill comes through the ceiling, yeah. uh, you don't see anything except the except that. I want to so, tell you, I've seen Psycho recently, Roger, and I liked Psycho. I liked yeah, it then. Yeah. I like it now. I'm reviewing this picture. I don't like the power drill. Okay, I don't well, like the power the drill scene it's is gross. obviously the great moment of... Uh, of truth for everybody who sees this movie. Apart from that, though, what I like, the visual imagination, all the uh, pyrotechnics with the camera, the tilt, the great lighting, the lighting from the side, the lighting yeah. from underneath, yeah. the uh, romantic music, all the of The music it. is wonderful, and Roger... It's much more exciting than most uh, thrillers that you go to see today. Well, you're saying it's better than garbage? Yes, I'll say it's better than garbage. <laughs> oh, my God. Than that. I didn't quite say that. Yeah. It's, it, it is a half of a movie. When so it starts to go into the portal, it's up, thumbs down. Down, up, down, up, and, up, and up, sadly up. down. Okay. Our next film is Ken Russell's Crimes of Oh, wow. that's so funny. They reviewed Crimes of Passion. We'll have to do that in a movie club sometime okay. because they want to talk about... Here's my guess. Siskel hated Crimes of Passion. Ebert loved it because Siskel was a bit of a prude. If you heard what he said, once it goes into the porno world, it goes right downhill. Oh, what a fucking prude. Yeah. Also, He's not welcome at gay prude. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, he would he would be up in arms about the children, by the yes, way, you know, would. being yes, uh, forced to drag the giant dumpsters. Full of homosexualizing peoples. Yeah, well. Uh, another comment. I just love Greg Henry, who played Sam Bouchard and Alexander Ravel. Whenever he shows up in a movie, you know he's up to no good. <laughs> Is that true? I think it's true. He's always a delight to watch. Now, there's a terrific uh, episode of this uh, series that was on HBO called Hitchhiker. Okay. It was um, an anthology series. It'd be a different story each time. Okay. There's a fantastic one called Video Date. Ooh. And I'll have to find it and post it because it's so good. And it's oh, very body that. double adjacent. Okay, I want to watch that. Also co-starring Shannon tweed oh my god oh. erotic movie legend that's right absolutely and there's a lot of videotape there's a lot of video stuffs going on in it so it's oh, right up my that. alley steen albrechtson wrote becoming a patreon might just be the best money spent first of all all the bonus material and now a movie club well thank you steen we really appreciate your support we do first off i love that it's an 80s version of vertigo which is one of my favorite movies two i totally shrieked when relax started playing one of my favorite loaded songs Three, watching Gloria do her number totally made me think of Katya Wiggling. Yeah, wiggle, wiggle. That is exactly wiggle, the wiggle. effect she has on people. Heavy breathing. Yeah. Also, De Palma has always had a great eye for symbolism, hence the drill being placed so carefully in the picture and frame. Also, Craig's strict rule about no talk and no phone during movies, does that also apply to snacking? And how about cigarette breaks? Well, let me address that. Mm. I mm. don't like to eat and watch any kind of real movie. Are you serious? Well, no, there's, uh, but I was going to say that there's different variations. There's different gradations of this. I'm, I'm a big fan of shades of gray. With okay, this. yeah. Uh, uh, and there's my alarm. There, yeah, got to go. Sorry. Got to go. When it comes to eating something like a hamburger or something that is a, a food that you have to look down at and you have to manage, it takes you out of the movie. You're just dealing with your food. Yeah. I love popcorn. Yeah, because there's hand-mouth coordination. Yeah, exactly. And also you can throw it in the air and distract the person behind you, let That's it drop true. into your eye or maybe into your nose. Yeah. No, I don't mind snacking at all. What I don't like is loud, rustly bags. Uh, even at the New Beverly, I try to open my candy, if I get candy, which is not that often, 
at the start of the film during the previews and get it contained, have a system so I don't constantly make noise. Right. Some people rustle the bag every time they go in to get something. Oh, no, ma'am. It makes me crazy. So, yeah, I don't have a hard and fast rule about that. Also, cigarette breaks, sure, just pause the movie and go have a cigarette if you'd like. But don't do it too often because you will break the spell. Yes. The magical environment will be breached. Or broached. Or broached. Could be broached. So uh, I think we'll do one or two more comments and then we'll wrap this thing up. Okay. We hope everyone's still with us and enjoying this. uh... Movie club. It's the movie club. Club of movies to discuss. Anything else that you'd like to say about the film? I want to be drilled to death. Yeah. Well. In a nighty. <laughs> I want to be drilled to death in a nighty. Yeah. By a, a prosthetic mask. Would you buy that nighty at Bellini's? I'd buy it at Bloomingdale's. I see. I see. I see. One little last bit of Detective McLean because he's so mm-hmm. much fun. As far as I'm concerned, you're the real reason Gloria Ravel got murdered. If you hadn't have been so busy getting off by peeping on her. If you'd have called the police about your blood brother, the Indian. Gloria Ravel would still be alive. Ooh, she'd still be alive. Tell me about Alexander Ravel. What? This is interesting, too. Alexander Ravel, you know. Gloria's husband. Ever knew him? No, I never met him. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I think that's interesting, too. I think it's just a little teaser for the audience. It's a little teaser. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you gay? Are you sure you're not gay? <laughs> you know, Alexander Ravel. Yeah. You met him. Well, I think that brings us to the end of Movie Club. Movie episode Club, 1. Episode 1 Movie Club Body Double. Body Double. Brian De Pilmer's Body Double. <laughs> I'm such a fan of De Pilmer's. De Pilmer, yeah. And you know, you got to if kids if you're ever in the uh, frozen food section, you got to try his fudge sticks. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are good. They're better than the Gordon's fish sticks because yeah. they're not fish, they're fudge. They're fudge. And there's nothing fishy about them fudge. That's right. Remember, there's no. nothing fishy about fudge. Uh-uh. Sometimes fudgy about fish though. That's true. Yeah. So, uh be sure if you find a VHS copy of this at your local video store, stick it up your ass. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy uh Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Relax. And look for the announcement of the next movie club very shortly. Very soon.
Wait, wait, wait.